good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and today we're working on something that I think is really, really interesting. If any of you out there are struggling with your relationships, this might uh, be an explanation of it. As we move uh, forward in life, we move in the direction of our, our, of our dreams. or future enthusiasm, as we've called it. As we move in that direction, we also move deeper. So as, abo as above, so below. So the bigger we get, the bigger we get in life, the more responsibility, the more leadership we take on, the more we do, the more children, the more income, the more whatever, the deeper we go inside to deal with unfinished business, as we've called it over here, it's a very nice, polite way of saying evolve. Evolve your consciousness, and this consciousness is internal, and it's some of it's subconscious and some of it's conscious. The subconscious is what is already there, influencing your life, changing the way you think and behave and treat people, but it's not conscious to you until you move in this direction to a certain point that triggers it. So as you move in here, you trigger more consciousness, as it's called. You bring subconscious conscious. And so you become aware of things that are blocking you or holding you back or frustrating you or whatever it is. So the more income you have, the more love you have, the more stress you put under, the more challenges you face, the more you regress, in a sense, deeper into what could be considered the same old stuff. So let me give you and why this insecurity is a place most people in the world, consultants, leaders, um, athletes, get stuck in the, in the world of doubt because they get into the, the phase of aspiring to be comfortable. And so the more, uh, I'll change the color here so it doesn't uh, look quite as traumatic. The more we head out into the world where, uh, where we're in a high achievement universe, the more likely, and we start thinking that the reason our why out here is to seek comfort, which is, you know, we, we, we try to get more money, more happiness, more health, more family life to be more comfortable and more, let's say, I don't know, wealthy or more, more cushioned. The, the more this thing gets really annoying, our doubts become annoying. And so the more we throw at them to try to limit them. So we throw houses and we throw all sorts of things at this aspect of our life to try to, let's say, shore up or block out and minimize the impact that this growth is having out here on how we're going back here. And that's why, that's this is where the whole commercial world of spirituality comes in, where yoga classes, meditation practices, uh, Zen books, where all the practices try to shore up the bottom end 
of the spectrum between in between the center line here they tried to we try to shore up and we try to go a long way forward into our future without going a long way back into our dirty dirty past so this here we can call a very very interesting line of demarcation we try to build let's say a, a size two um, in a dialogue a size two with a size five outer dialogue i hope so far this is making sense i'm pretty sure it does two to five we go deeper to out to five and when you talk to somebody who's done let's say 20 years of personal development but they've hovered in the world of seeking bliss comfort calm peace all these other words you know that they've actually gone to an, a point of inner depth and then pulled up the iron wall the cladding and gone out to try to seek success without delving further into their inner world and and i get that that's the way the world works unfortunately it doesn't work as we start to head out in into the world of self-belief up in the, the front end here we hit a button that triggers the collapse of the of the iron wall and we start heading into ways of compensating or ways of dealing with life stage three back here which is called addiction now this is the topic of today's talk the addictions we have the addictions we're having are try to sh trying to shore up or prevent um, immersion in the unfinished business that we have sitting deep within us and so what we try to do is we say i'm going to have uh, um, an, an addiction to something that will give me in a sense the sense of having gone deeper in other words i'm going to be addicted to something that gives me the feeling of being at a three internally in other words prevent me prevent me from actually doing it but give me the experience or the feeling of having done it so that i can go out to a level six out here and start actually nudging real success now this is okay except you can see it's a little bit out of sync out of whack and what starts to happen is our health starts to fail or some aspect of this level three starts to um, attack our level six our, 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 uh, as we go out into the world to seek a level six which is real uh, achievement we start triggering guilt that in turn hits us underneath the addiction and the addictions become uh, toxic so i'd like to today to talk about these addictions i'd like to talk about this level three internal immersion which is getting past addiction and i'm only going to talk about one today but it may reveal to you something about your domestic relationships and how they can be more healthy if you work past the addictions uh, the addictive the addictivity of them and see that there is a, a deeper way of experiencing relationship uh, other than an addictive way as you experience less addiction to a relationship 
what it does, it gives you access to belief and helps you move into the guilts that are just between you and living a fulfilled, self-actualized, satisfying life, which becomes a real model and a role model for your children, but may not be comfortable for your spouse, but or maybe if they're on the same trajectory as you, heading for their own de definition of success, uh, uh, not addictively. So let's just have a look. In my first relationship, which is with my mother, she died and she passed away. And that left me fearing abandonment for the rest of my born days. We have in life an on switch and an off switch. Our on switch is when we are, in a sense, um, seeking approval, working to gain acceptance, uh, wanting to win things, even our own acceptance. Remember, nothing's ever missing, just changes in form. So when we're on, we're either seeking approval from others or ourselves. We're either seeking victory um, through the form of championship or seeking victory through the form of uh, wealth or seeking victory through the form of some sort of meeting of our own expectations. So when we're on, we have expectation. And that is either driven in one of two ways. Way A is our, our own. And way B is others. If we can drop into the zone of no expectation, we drop into the zone of the off switch. The off switch is when we do something, not nothing, because here's nothing, is when we do something in a sense of play. Now, this is where it becomes interesting for me. Because I um, feared abandonment, which is my big... Uh, abandonment, I can't even spell it, let alone deal with it. <laughs> because I feared abandonment because of this situation I had with my mother passing away really young, each relationship that I had was really, uh, in a sense, a way of switching on. So in other words, turning, uh, not being abandoned. But there was, a, a, and therefore, my way of dealing with abandonment or my fear of abandonment was physical. And so the, in the arms of a lover, in the arms of my partner, I felt like I was not going to be abandoned. And so in a sense, for about 35 years of my life, the first 35, a cuddle or sex or a hug or intimacy or approval of a girlfriend became, or a partner, became my only way to switch off. So um, a, an orgasm at night, 
was a, a prerequisite in a sense with my partner was a prerequisite to, to good sleep. Uh, hugging somebody was a prerequisite to good sleep because it's the only place I felt sacred. I, I felt the, the loving arms of the universe. I, I felt loved and I felt lovable and I felt um, a trust and I felt trustable because while I held something, it couldn't abandon me. And while I was in the arms of somebody, I wasn't being abandoned. And therefore, I had an addiction. My addiction was that my switching off mechanism in life, whoopsie daisy, my switching off mechanism in life here, the big off switch could only be achieved through intimacy. And it, it came to a head in my first divorce when a person who I knew wasn't suitable for me anymore, my first wife, uh, abandoned me. Well, she didn't. I actually pushed her away. <laughs> but when she finally left, I felt abandoned, which is really ironic given that I caused it all and wanted to be single for many for the last seven years of our marriage. I couldn't leave that marriage because I was addicted to the off switch. Now, it's really important to define this off switch because I see athletes and I see business people and I see friends who can't sleep or who can't, uh, in a sense, chill, relax without alcohol, uh, without pills, without some uh, crazy form of meditation. I and I and I love the aura ring. I haven't got it on right now, but I love the honesty of an aura, aura ring because this thing is validating whether we have actually uh, still in a phase of addiction because the aura ring will get triggered when we're not being cuddled or hugged or kept by another person. So anyway, in the process of this divorce, I, what came to fruition was the understanding that my attachment to my ex was not to her as a, as a partner and it was not to her as a, a woman. It was not to her as the mother of my children, which I claimed for it to be. What it was, was I was attached to the only off switch that I could have. In her arms, in her presence, in, her, in bed with her, I could turn off, switch off. And not turn off, turn on, but switch off. So this is really important stuff. And I hope it makes sense to you right now. So what, what changed my life was actually learning how to pull back. So learning about the off switch became for me the freedom to live in a good relationship without feeling um, addicted to the person uh, and therefore... Uh, using a relationship to block my own growth and my own evolution, which freed up the other person as well. Now, I know this uh, might sound uh, a little trite or trivial, but it has a lot to do with our business success and our sporting success as well as everything else. Because learning how to switch off, which means completely become like a child. Now, 
what I've said here on this on this sheet is no expectation. So if you see a dog or a little kid playing, they don't have an expectation until the parents start generating one. So up until the age of three or four, a kid will play with a ball, it'll roll off the cliff and um, it'll be fine. But bit by bit, they start to realise once it rolls off the cliff, uh, the ball rolls over the hill, that, that it, it won't come back unless they chase it and they can't chase it because it's over the So expectations start to mount. And as expectations start to mount, so we switch on. We become nervous. We get become anxiety. We become stressed. We become worried. We become uh, hopeful. We become all the things we talk about here. Um, let's clean this up a little bit here so that you can see it again. up so you can see it all again oops As you can see, as we start to head toward what we want in life and becoming, uh, as a tree would, more evolved, going through prosper in our career or work life, the back end of that, our spiritual life, has to go deeper. But what happens is if we get stuck on an addiction that we can't switch off Go to no expectation, which is another word for unconditional love, by the way. We can't grow with expectation. So the expectations move. Um, our expectations grow, and the higher our expectation, the more likely we will have a bigger vision and the more beautiful our life will be. But it must be counterbalanced by the ability to have no expectation and which is called recovery and rest. Now, if we go into our home and our partner is part of our expectation universe, we expect them to be this and we expect them to be that, that also introduces another layer to the tone and then we go into our home and have um, uh, uh, kids and we have expectation of them and that's a really great thing. And then we go into our, our finances and have expectation of that. These are all called tension. So tension, which is another language for on, needs to be counterbalanced by the lack of tension, which we call off. Now the reason addictions become valuable for people is they become a mechanism for switching off. So alcohol, um, drugs, um, addiction to a woman or a man, uh, addiction to sex, addiction to um, meditation, addiction to yoga, they become mechanisms for switching off. But unfortunately, 
those same addictions also become toxic. Meditation becomes toxic because if meditation is a process of switching off, it doesn't evolve us. It becomes a block. In a sense, it becomes a, an antidote to the tension. Switching off is another process. It, 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 an antidote to tension is not what we call switching off. Switching off is unconditional love for yourself. Switching off is when you completely surrender. And it's not watching TV. It's not alcohol. It's not orgasms. It's not anything to do with those. Although we become addicted to those things in order to enable us, for the lack of anything else, to enable us to antidote the tension, to deal with the tension. But they don't switch us off. Peace inside is off. Internal peace. And the best way to work out whether you have achieved a level of internal peace is the amount of time you spend uh, in your own time, or uh, in other words, without expectation for others, just in your own time, smiling. The amount of beauty you witness in nature. And these off switches, which I, could which I will describe in another video, are very crucial to being able to live without addiction. So I hope uh, that this has been really fascinating for you and triggered some thoughts for you. Because where you are addicted, you are blocked. And where you are blocked internally is going to affect what you manifest externally. And we're in the process with uh, Troy and I, we're, it's gone on hold for a month um, because we were going too fast for people. But we're in the process of sharing the manifestation process. And if we manifest children with uh, dysfunction, if we manifest stress in our life, if we manifest um, hardship or uh, internal um, uh, organic failure, or if we manifest a traumatic family or a tra traumatic relationship, it's not because we're, we're in, in, in unable to manifest what we want. It's because we're stuck holding on to an addiction on the inside that we think is healthy, but really we're just using it as an antidote to tension rather than finding the actual uh, mechanism called switched off. Switched off. Not a curative, not a healing, not a remedial place, a place where you're switched off, having fun. Anyway, we'll talk about that on another video. Any comments, please text me. I'd love to hear from you. Bye for now.